We preached a message, I don't know, it was a week or two ago about uh, sometimes whether we're joking or whether we're serious, if we say things, or take scripture out of context or kind of make it make light of it and use it to make a point. But we got little ones a lot of times that hear that and then they think that's what that's what the Bible teaches. Um, and uh, we just need to be careful about that. And, and uh, we've mentioned this in the past, the, uh, the saying that some people have that, well, everybody lies. Um, usually that's a response to justify a lie they told or a lie somebody they liked told. Uh, or that when you're pointing out that somebody was being dishonest, that they and they use that as uh, to dismiss, as it were, um, our responsibility to tell the truth. Does the Bible teach that everybody lies? Well, now that's another thing, ain't it? Um, we know that there's not a one of us that's perfect. We know that the Lord has blessed us uh, through salvation, that we don't have to live out a lie, and that he's called us to be honest, but does the Bible more or less teach that everybody lies? Well, how can you appeal to be honest? How can you appeal for men to be honest and yet make the declaration, as it were, that, well, that everybody lies? Because, see, the natural progression of that thought is, is that, well, then, since everybody lies, uh, then should I not so much worry about telling the truth? Um, if we would want to emphasize on that, if this is how we would want to look at life in such a cynical manner that, well, that's everybody lies, well, then when we make that decision, when we make that declaration, we got little children hearing us. And then, so then, if everybody lies, well, then do they need to tell the truth? There's the little song that we had here that was just sung. Um, I think in certain generations and in certain, uh, 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 certain times, uh, to be honest, uh, has a greater significance. I, I, I truly realize, as as a 53 year old man, that uh, that there are definitely a gen there was a generation that went beyond us or went past us. I remember as a kid that if you called a politician in one lie, his career was over. Well, now because uh, it is the it is the uh, attitude of the age that everybody lies. Well, then therefore therefore. Since everybody lies, I don't have to hold. Um, it's not expected me to hold my politician uh, responsible when he doesn't tell the truth or when he's not honest. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of things that we say then, and then when we make that when we make that statement, number one, we're declaring to the world that we're liars. Is that how you want the world to perceive you? Uh, not only then, and, and you say, well, yeah, because I am. All right, fair enough. But then all these other people uh, that have strived to be honest in their life, you're just totally dismissing the sacrifices they made, the jobs they lost because they were honest, uh, the promotions uh, that, weren't, uh, 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 that they weren't promoted to because they were honest. Uh, I know in sales that, uh, that there was a lot of people that, uh, uh, that appreciated my honesty, but it didn't keep them from coming to me and asking me to tell a lie for them. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? That's the rub, uh, that when we're honest, 
And that means not only will we not lie to our boss, but we won't lie for our boss. Amen. And, and so we're going to read the scripture because there's never been a man that has ever been a, a, a successful uh, at committing adultery on his wife. It wasn't first a liar, right? Uh, not every liar uh, is an adulterer or a fornicator. Uh, but we'd have to say every adulterer is a liar. Uh, right? Unless he's just so calloused and so cruel uh, that he just would tell his wife uh, what he's about to do. So anyhow, uh, these things are intrinsically tied. The Bible says, if you want to turn there in Jeremiah, because uh, this is a very cynical way of looking at things, maybe. Uh, but in Jeremiah's day and in Je- Isaiah's day, when you read it, you'd say everybody tells a lie, uh, no doubt. You read a little bit further, you realize that God's making the appeal uh, for them to be honest. But it says in a, uh, of the ninth chapter of Jeremiah, and it says, Oh, that my head were waters and mine eyes a fountain of tears, that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. All that I had in the wilderness, a lodging place a waref- uh, 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 of waref- waref- wayfaring men, that I might leave my people and go from them. Uh, for they are all adulterers, an assembly of treacherous men. And they bend their tongues like uh, their bow for lies, but they are not valiant for the truth upon the earth. For they proceed... From evil to evil, and they know not me, saith the Lord. Take heed, take ye heed, every one of, of his neighbor, and trust ye not in any brother, for every brother will utterly supplant, and every neighbor will walk with slanderers, and they will deceive every one his neighbor, and will not speak the truth. They have taught their tongue to speak lies and worry themselves to commit iniquity. Thine habitation is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit they refuse to know me, saith the Lord. Therefore, uh, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will melt them and try them, for how shall I do for the daughter of my people? Their tongue is as an arrow shot out. Uh, it, It speaketh deceit. Uh, one speaketh peaceably to his neighbor with his mouth, but in heart he lieth, he layeth his weight. All right, and then it says over here in Isaiah, it's a sad time to live in, ain't it? If that was the case as it was in Jeremiah's time, it says in Isaiah, uh, the 59th chapter, the, the first four verses, it says, Behold the Lord's hand, is not shortened that it cannot save, neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. For your hands, for your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies, your tongue have muttered perverseness. None can call for justice, nor any plea. Uh, uh, none can, uh, calleth for justice, nor any pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. So here we find in the fourth verse, the closest uh, that you'd hear of where it says everybody lies, right? For none uh, calleth for justice or any plead for truth. They trust in vanity. 
and speak lies. And so then we, uh, if you want to, though, we can turn on over uh, to Proverbs in the, uh, in the 12th chapter. If you want to turn there, uh, in the 12th chapter in the 19th verse, and it says here, it says, The lip of truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil. Uh, but to the counselor of peace, of peace is joy. There shall no evil happen to the just, but the wicked shall be filled with mischief. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are His delight. So we find here uh, that though in I, I, Jeremiah and Isaiah's time, oh, where it would seem as if everybody's telling lies, uh, we still have... God's word, and it says, and it appeals to us uh, that the lip of truth shall be established forever, uh, and that a lying, li- a lying lips are an abomination. Uh, but they that deal truly are the Lord's delight. And then we can turn on over uh, to Ephesians in the fourth chapter, in the twenty-third verse. This is uh, this is very important here. It says uh, in the fourth chapter, in the twenty-third verse, it says, "And be renewed." and the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man. That's the important part, ain't it? Which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man truth to his neighbor, uh, for we are uh, members one of another. So we find here that, uh, that, it, uh, that it says that, uh, uh, that there are times and uh, there are cultures, no doubt, there are places uh, where nobody honors the truth, uh, but God still honors it. Praise the Lord. And uh, God still cares for me and you. And I, uh, yes, uh, we know that uh, the lip of truth shall be established forever, uh, but the lying tongue is but for a moment. Uh, the Bible tells me uh, uh, that our life is as a vapor, uh, but glory to God as it says here, uh, uh, there shall no evil happen to the just, but to the wicked shall he be filled with mischief. So uh, uh, we know that though evil might happen to us, uh, uh, just like uh, uh, it is that lying tongue, it's but for a moment. Uh, glory to God, though this world, uh, uh, our, our uncle just turned 80 years old, uh, he's not good health uh, but he and my and my father being 70 uh a seven or seventy-eight is it now? Seventy-eight. Uh, that uh, they'll tell you that their life, though, uh, to the young here, uh, might seem like a long life. Uh, when you compare it to all eternity, uh, it is even less than a vapor, uh, less than just a wisp of time, uh, a grain of sand, and and the seas of this world. Uh, but now, listen. Uh, so that when uh, somebody would would want to look so uh, uh, cynical and to say everybody lies. Uh, is that what we'd want our children to believe? Uh, uh, no, we'd want our children to know uh, uh, that He will renew. That we are to renew our mind uh, or, or in the spirit of our mind, uh, and that we are to put on the new man. Uh, uh, though we were born into sin, glory to God, uh, uh, there is a, 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 a rescue uh, uh, from this flesh 
flesh and it is by dying out and raising a new creature in Christ Jesus. Here's another. We live in a culture today. I've heard some people say that all women are whores. I want you to tell it's just like when we make that declaration about that uh, uh, that all uh, all uh, people lie uh, won't you pray we won't get this preached out uh, uh, that we uh, need to understand uh, that when we make that de- uh, declaration uh, uh, we first and foremost are telling everybody uh, uh, that we ourselves aren't honest uh, and then we discredit anybody uh, uh, that is honest uh, and same as it is uh, when we would say that all women are evil uh, uh, now let's look at that for a minute if you want to you can turn to Ecclesiastes and it says here in the seventh chapter in the 26th verse it says now this is Solomon uh, talking here, and he says here, uh, and I find more bitter than death uh, the woman uh, uh, whose heart is snares and nets, uh, and her hands are bands uh, as bands. Uh, whoso pleaseth God shall escape from her, uh, uh, but the sinner uh, uh, shall be taken by her. Uh, uh, if you turn on over to Proverbs. In the twelfth chapter again, uh, uh, in the fourth verse it says, It says, a virtuous woman is the crown of her husband, but she that maketh ashamed is as rottenness to his bones. So we find here that maybe that is even going on with Solomon in Ecclesiastes. But when we would make that statement that all women are evil or all women are whores, we discredit all the godly women, though they might be few. The Bible teaches us in the 31st chapter of Proverbs that a virtue Virtuous woman, if you want to turn there, uh, uh, it says here in the 31st chapter uh, of Proverbs and the 10th verse it says, uh, Who can find a virtuous woman? Uh, for her price is far above rubies. Uh, it's always been rare. Uh, it might be even more rare today. Uh, uh, but we find here uh, that even in this ex- uh, example, if you read it out, uh, uh, you'll see that this godly woman here, uh, uh, that this virtuous woman, uh, uh, she did many things. Uh, uh, but one thing is absent. It doesn't make no mention of her being a what's the what's the word they use? A metropolitan. She's not a woman of the city. The Bible, but the Bible says in the 29th chapter, a 29th verse of the same chapter. Many daughters have done virtuous, but thou excellest them all. So then, even though it's always been hard and you've had to search for a virtuous woman, if you read this chapter, and for the sake of time, we're not going to, but I encourage you, if you're going to the city, I'll find you a virtuous woman. Well, the 
Proverbs 31 woman I, I wasn't there in the city I, I, she was very industrious I, and it was out in the country I, I, that's why those that live in the country I, I can truly I, I say we are blessed I, now I know it says I, uh, here in the 31st chapter at the very beginning of it it says uh, the words of King Lemuel uh, the prophecy that his mother taught him well was this wrote by Solomon or not well Bible scholars say uh, some have a difference of opinion though there's many that say that this was Solomon for Lemuel means uh, the king of God or the king from God and that this was a title others would say well there was a king of Lemuel and he was an Ishmaelite but what on earth would his wisdom and his knowledge be in the Proverbs of the Jews so I truly believe no doubt this was Solomon why is this important because the same man that wrote this and expounded upon what a virtuous woman was and that he learned it as it was from his mother Bathsheba that didn't have enough discretion that she washed on a rooftop where a king could see ain't it beautiful that we can learn from our mistakes we can repent of our sins and we don't know though we know this she lacked the discretion to be taking a bath where a man could see her we don't know to what extent she was an active participant when a king called and that she was to come it could have been everything from forcible rape to consensual sex we don't really know do we about what we do know is none of it had happened if David would have been king and would have went off to war in the season when kings went off to war and if she'd have had enough discretion to not take a bath on a rooftop where a man could see her that wasn't her husband but yeah she was able to know and repent of her sin we pray to God and knew what a virtuous woman was and was able to say uh, communicated uh, to her son. She might have been very well aware of his proclivities and seen that he had a wandering eye and that he went to the city maybe or he went here and there to look and to find a woman listen to me now and so she wanted him to be able to measure up all women with this virtuous woman that's mentioned here in Proverbs alright now for some time past and then Solomon wrote what he did in the seventh chapter of Ecclesiastes, we already read wrote, read what he said in the twenty-sixth verse. But we also now we want to start with the twentieth, because it says here, "For there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not." Also, take no heed unto all words that are spoken, lest thou hear thy servant curse thee. Uh, uh, and then it says here, for oftentimes also uh, thine own heart knoweth uh, that thy thyself likewise uh, hast cursed others. Uh, so Solomon is telling us uh, to give grace uh, and mercy uh, and that 
when people say things, don't judge them too harshly because you've said the same things. And then maybe, don't listen so intently. You know, if you don't, have, if you don't hear it, you don't have to get over it, bless your heart. But then he goes on to say, all this I, uh, all this have I uh, approved by wisdom. I said, I, I will be wise, uh, but it was far from me. Did you hear uh, what Solomon said here? Uh, God blessed him with wisdom, uh, but yet he went on. Uh, God gave him all uh, that he needed. Uh, he gave him the wisdom of God. Uh, and yet old Solomon said, I will be wise. He had determined in the wisdom that he had from God that it wasn't enough that he had to search a little further get a little deeper that the wisdom of God was not adequate so he had to have the wisdom of man as well so he says here that which is uh, we'll read the 23rd again all this I have all this have I proved by wisdom I see it I will be wise but it was far from me that which is far off and exceedingly deep who can find it out and that's what happened the more you know God the more you know how undone you are the more you you become wise the more you know that there isn't uh, that which you know. Uh, that's why in this arrogant culture uh, that we live in uh, and people say, well, there ain't no God or I don't believe in God. Uh, they only speak of their own ignorance uh, because the more you understand and see uh, in nature, uh, the more you see uh, that there is a, a nature's God. Uh, but the world can't see it. Uh, Solomon seen it. Uh, and he said, I applied my heart uh, to know and to search and to seek out wisdom and the reason of things and to know the wickedness of folly even of foolishness and madness and I find more bitter than death and I find more bitter than death the woman uh, whose heart is snares and nets uh, and her hands as bands. Listen, uh, as we read this, this is the same one uh, that was schooled by his mother uh, uh, that wrote the, uh, uh, Proverbs 31. Uh, uh, he knew what a virtuous woman was, uh, but yet we find him here. Uh, and he says, I, and I find more bitter than death the woman uh, whose heart is snares and nets uh, and her hands as bands, uh, who so pleaseth God, uh, shall escape from her, uh, but the sinner shall be taken by her. Uh, behold, this I, uh, this have I found, saith the preacher, uh, counting one by one, uh, to find out, uh, to find the account, uh, which yet my soul seeketh, uh, but I find not. One man among a thousand have I found, uh, but a woman among all those uh, have I not found uh, lo this only have I found uh, that God hath made man upright uh, but they have sought out many uh, inventions uh, do you hear what he's saying here uh, out of a thousand uh, he found one man uh, I wonder in his mind uh, daddy that one man was himself uh, but out of a thousand uh, he found 
found no women. How many wives did he have? The Bible tells me that he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. What is a concubine? It is a wife. A wife of lesser value, maybe. A wife that has been purchased, yes. A wife that was not to be put away according to Old Testament rituals. Like if she was a wife in the truest sense, but a wife all the same. He had had a thousand wives, but... Yet they had to be encompassed in this survey that he took, did he not? What he's declaring is, though there was one man among a thousand, there wasn't one purchase, one wife, a woman in the lot of his house. Do you hear what he said? His mama told him to say, go to the country, go to the industrious woman. Now listen, you can go to the country and you'll have to search and you won't find one among a thousand but you'll not find the Proverbs 31 woman in the city everyone as some some have said that all women are whores maybe you have become like Solomon and you're looking in all the wrong places you're looking here and there uh, the Bible tells me in First Kings uh, in the 11th chapter uh, uh, that he made wise uh, uh, Pharaoh's daughter uh, and, uh, and this one the Hittite uh, and this one and that one the ones uh, uh, that God had said to destroy uh, his mama said uh, a virtuous woman is hard to find uh, oh she's more valuable uh, uh, than precious rubies uh, uh, Solomon the king wretched the wisest the wisest they ever was the richest among all the kings of Israel he had everything that money could buy and yet among his thousand wives he didn't find one but he didn't go looking where his mama had told him to look I want to tell you something when you say these things you do a disservice to God because it don't matter whether you're a man or a woman all things are as dead all things are passed away behold all things have become new aren't you glad that God can forgive Bathsheba as well as me or you he can forgive Solomon if he'd have lacked if he hadn't lacked of the humility of a pride in arrogance got in the way and God gave him wisdom and he still yet understood he didn't know everything God made him wise but he didn't make him God and I'm afraid today there's a lot of people today that are just as bitter 
as old Solomon became. He said, there is something bitter, more bitter than death, and that's a woman. All right now, we can understand how he would have developed an opinion such as that when he went to where he did to find his wives, all 1,000 of them, or at least the majority of them, because we know, as it says in the Scripture, you know, I mentioned that to some of the Amish. We is in New York, and I, somebody, I can't remember what the situation was. I probably shouldn't have said it. I don't know if somebody pulled it. It was during COVID, and you had all them silly people wearing masks inside their car, like our car's going to give it to them. And I don't know if that was then I said it, or if somebody cut me off. But I said, dumb Yankee. And the old Amish fella looked over at me, and I looked at him. And then he started laughing, and everybody in the truck with us was laughing. Because you know what? The Amish don't say dumb Yankee. They say dumb Englisher. But yet he's seen. Here's a fella that has the same opinion that I have of a large portion of the Englishers. And I, and I said that. And they said, now, am I... I think it was Stephen I looked at me and he said am I Yankee and I said no I said the Amish ain't Yankees you're a different culture but I haven't figured out yet which is better than the other yeah and then they all thought that was funny but the point I'm making is I was in a foreign land and they oh, that's the background of it all and then they begin to talk about this one or that one and his opinion and that one's opinion and I all knew it was wrong because they were Yankees and I said don't you know that the Bible don't want us to be as the people from the north the Bible says be swift to hear and slow to speak I said that's a southern man I said there's been a many one lost his shirt because they think these slow talkers are slow thinkers. You know what I'm talking about, right? And I said, but the problem is that though we talk slow, we're just obeying the Word of God when it says be swift to hear and slow to speak. Oh, well, guess what? The Lord also blesses us. The Proverbs 31 woman ain't a city slicker. I'm sick and tired of people from the country wanting to be city-fied. Women that want to be as it were, metropolitan or whatever the word is. The Bible, if you strive to be a godly woman, you might be in the city, but you ain't going to be striving to be city-fied. You're going to be striving to be a godly woman. And you read Proverbs 31, and it doesn't talk about leisure and being at ease. And we don't have... Proverbs 31 women a lot of times as men because you have to search for them and then you're going to have to stand up and be a man willing to do his part as well. But if we develop the attitude and that all women are wicked or fools well then what do we doom ourselves to? You see what I'm saying? 
And that line of thinking will get you young men to settle for something that you ought not to be settling for. Will get you to be satisfied to quit searching for this rare ruby that can be found. And she's not a woman. I've heard somebody say, I heard one woman once on the radio. Uh, she's supposed to be a teacher or preacher or something. I don't know. But, uh, but she, uh, she was saying more or less that the Proverbs 31 woman uh, uh, was a fictitional woman, was a woman that should be uh, a strive for, uh, that this is something that we ought to shoot for. But there's never been uh, the Proverbs 31 woman. She's never existed. Uh, but the Bible says, if you want to turn there, the Bible says in the 29th uh, verse, it says, Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. And so we need to understand that it's not just that. Uh, this is talking about somebody that doesn't exist. But the Bible uh, declares that there are many daughters that are virtuous, but every one of them precious, right? And every one of them are hard to find. Uh, but then there are those amongst them that even excel. What are you striving to be? Uh, ladies, are you just striving to be a virtuous woman? Men, what are you striving to be? Are you just striving to be uh, uh, honest? Did you hear what he said? All I would to God that I could leave. That's what old Jeremiah said. Uh, live, in, live in the wilderness for all men are adulterers. Uh, now listen, was all men adulterers? Was he including himself in that? Uh, he, this is called hyperbole. Uh, a lot of times it's overstating something. In order, just like when, uh, when, when, we get ta- when we get taken advantage of. Now I'm not talking about uh, when uh, we're trying to explain away our own guilt for not being honest. Uh, uh, but have we uh, sometimes tried to explain away our own stupidity uh, by somebody taking advantage of us. Well, everybody's a liar. I, and I was taken advantage of. I, uh, I've heard it used in that terminology. I, and it's more or less hyperbole, ain't it? I, uh, we, we're just saying that in order to be able I, uh, to feel better about the fact I, uh, that somebody lied to us when we bought the truck. I, and they said this and that. And I, it didn't, uh, didn't, didn't uh, turn out to be true. I, well, I don't have to say everybody's a liar. I, I can say that fella that's sold me that truck's a liar uh, without encompassing uh, all of mankind uh, uh, from Adam and Eve uh, uh, to the last one to conceive. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter uh, uh, that uh, uh, that everybody lies uh, or one person lies uh, if you're on the receiving end of it. Uh, but the glory of it is uh, though everybody would lie uh, or everybody man was an adulterer uh, I don't have to be uh, because the Lord come and died in order that I might live in him and him in me and that the old man has passed away and I want to declare that to you young man that you don't have to settle you turn your heart and life to the Lord and be attracted to a godly woman and Pray for a godly woman and wait on the Lord. But you say, I don't want to wait. And there lies the problem. You're wanting a virtuous woman who waits on God and you yourself unwilling to wait. A virtuous woman, don't she deserve? A virtuous man doesn't a godly woman deserve a godly man? But the beauty of it is whether we were godly or not, God forgives and he'll deliver us in order that we might be what we need to be in Christ Jesus. And so that means 
if we are as this woman here in Proverbs in the 12th verse, a virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, but she that maketh a shame is as rottenness in his bones. We've all experienced somebody that's went through maybe not to the extent that Solomon did. Can you imagine the expectations that he had, the desires, and then when it wasn't met by this uh, this, wife, this new wife he had, he went out and he snatched him up another. I wonder if he'd have spent all that time in pursuing a thousand wives and pursuing a virtuous woman, then he might have had the greatest woman of all. But instead, he went. You know, that's, he, could have had a, he could have had a wife, a different wife every night, and it would have been over three years, right? Am I right? I don't know. It would have been over two and a half years before the circuit was made. And his mother had told him what a virtuous woman was. Is that where he went to look for him? Did he go to the country? No, he did not. He went to foreign lands. Was Pharaoh's daughter raised in the country? No, I reckon she probably weren't. Was the Hittite king's daughter raised in the country? No, no, she wasn't. And she did nothing of God. Listen, you can go to the country and you'll find it's wicked, especially in our culture today, with cell phones and computers, or where you can bring the most vilest of the vile things that uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed for, and you can carry it around in your pocket. It's quite a shame. There was a point in time uh, where, uh, where Americans were raised in isolation back in the mountains, and uh, they lived and died and maybe never even got out of their own county. And the only things they ever seen was at the, uh, at the, uh, of the country store uh, that wasn't really even in a town. You know what? Well, you can't. If, if there was such a place like that, you'd have Internet access and everybody would have a satellite if they, uh, if they couldn't pipe it in uh, through the wires. But the point is, is that uh, each and every one of us has to make a conscious decision. Are we going to be different? I want you to know, man, uh, that wait on the Lord. Don't don't make the mistake that some made to think that every woman, that all women are the same. And so I don't have to wait or I don't have to search because now we're discovering uh, that, well, wait a minute, all women ain't the same. Uh, and the Bible tells us that. We wouldn't want because of that to diminish the virtuous women that are trying to live godly lives. We wouldn't want to be dismissive of their character of their godly traits, of their yielding and their submission to God Almighty, to their fathers and, 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 to, their wives, and to their husbands, right? Uh, we also, uh, women won't not be, uh, if you hear that over and over again, just like if you hear everybody lies, everybody lies, and then now you're put in a position where you're going to either lose your job or tell a lie, well, it's a lot easier to tell that lie if you believe that it's not expected of you to tell the truth. Well, it might not be expected of you in our society, but God still sits on the throne. He still sees all men's hearts. He still sees our actions. He still sees our deeds. And He is expecting you to rise above the situation, uh, to call on Him, to seek His grace, to find His strength. And in finding His strength, you'll tell the truth, right? But listen, 
if you've been hearing that, that, uh, that all women are whores, and then now you think, well, then why am I striving uh, to be a godly woman? I want to tell you why you're striving. Uh, because you are more precious uh, than rubies. You're more precious than pearls. And, and if there's never a godly man that ever comes into your, uh, 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 into your life, uh, you can still be the bride of Christ. And uh, you can still long for that relationship between a, a man and a woman. Uh, and that man is Christ Jesus. And I, uh, you say, well, that ain't enough. I'm telling you it is. I, it is enough. It's enough for you, man. I, if you, the Bible says if you've been loosed from a wife, I, uh, don't seek, I, uh, uh, don't uh, uh, to seek another. And I, uh, you say, I can't do that. No, you can't. You can't do it within yourself, I, uh, but you can do it with Christ Jesus' help. I, uh, you know what? I, uh, just like old Solomon here, he said, he said, I find, uh, and I find more better than death the woman. I'm telling you, I, uh, there are worse things uh, uh, to come uh, for those who don't trust in God. Uh, and if you didn't trust in God, uh, and you got your life in a mess, uh, you can't continue doing what you did uh, uh, to fix the situation. Uh, you're going to have to trust in God. Uh, uh, just like the children of Israel uh, uh, jumped out of the frying pan into the fire uh, uh, because they sick and tired uh, of the taxes uh, that was being placed upon them uh, under King Solomon uh, and so that when Rehoboam was king they said hey uh, uh, you need to let up on us uh, and he said no I'm not uh, uh, that my pinky's going to be like my daddy's thigh or my daddy's loins uh, and he said uh, where he beats you with whips uh, I'm going to use a scorpion uh, well guess what uh, they didn't want to hear that uh, and they jumped out of the fire uh, they jumped out of the pan into the fire uh, by taking Rehoboam as their king uh, and what did he do uh, he got that gold from somewhere uh, that he made two calves uh, and then he placed that uh, where at in Bethel uh, what's Bethel uh, it's the place of God uh, it's as it were the gate to heaven uh, and he placed an idol there uh, so that then uh, they went from paying exorbitant taxes uh, to that they themselves had an idol placed between the gate of heaven and their own soul and not only for them but for their children and their children's children and their children's children I'm telling you there are worse things than what you are presently experiencing but regardless of what you're experiencing if we believe the truth and we don't believe these lies we wouldn't want to perpetuate these lies that got us in our situation to harm other people, right? Wait on the Lord. Value honesty. Be truthful to all men. And if all men, the Bible says here, your brother, right? And you know your brother, and who is my brother? Be truthful to mankind. There is no extinction. There is no stipulation there. This was not, as it were, a caveat, uh, like the, uh, like the uh, what are they called, uh, uh, the Masons, where the Masons, I think, and part of their oaths is that they wouldn't, they won't commit adultery with a fellow Mason's wife. <laughs> all other, all the other men's wives are fair game, I reckon. And that's not what 
Paul was saying here in Ecclesiastes or in, in Ephesians, rather, right? Oh, when he said, "Be honest to your brother," but for goodness' sake, these that we come in contact with each and every day, they ought to be able to count on our word. They ought to be able to count on our deeds. There's people I know that uh, that are professing Christians for for years. But I have no earthly idea what they would do if they um, if they are presented with a, a temptation that they have failed at over and over and over again. I take it by I take it by faith that they have made their peace with God. But when you consistently fail over and over and over again, whether there is forgiveness to be had or not is between you and the Lord. But there is definitely no confidence to be had with an habitual liar. There's no confidence to be had with somebody that did as the Sunday school lesson, right? Jeroboam and Rehoboam. Uh, and the people there, none of them considered, what would God want me to do? They all considered, one seek the advice of the young and the old, and they went with the young. The other one seeked his own advice and said, well, now that I'm king, if the people go to back to Jerusalem every year, well, guess what? They're going to be drawn back to Jerusalem and I'm going to be killed. And there wasn't a one. The people said, oh, I hate these high taxes. And there was nobody in this scenario. That's why it just makes me chuckle when the people try to make this whole thing with Russia and the Ukraine uh, between good and, and bad. There is so many uh, uh, skirmishes. There are so many fights uh, where there ain't a good guy in the midst. Uh, we learned about that in Sunday school, right? It weren't the people. It wasn't uh, a, a king, uh, Rehoboam. And it wasn't the, rebelli uh, the rebellious Jeroboam. There wasn't a good guy in the story whatsoever. None of them considered what God would want them to do. All they were thinking about is selfishly, how will this affect me? And will this be better than that? And that has got people in more trouble than they've ever been able to get out of outside of the Lord. Let's get some song to sing. I hope this has been a help to you. It's our responsibility, right? To speak the truth and to encourage. And yes, we could... I could read every day Jeremiah, the ninth chapter, and Isaiah, uh, the 59th chapter, uh, to my children and said, Don't trust nobody. Everybody's a liar. Don't trust them. You can't trust them. Well, you know, that's very important. That's a very important thing to know, especially in our culture. Don't take people's word for it just because they said it. But we wouldn't want to, we wouldn't want to dwell on that without, without also knowing what it says in Ephesians, where it says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth to his neighbor, for we are members one of another. I love each and every one of you. Go ahead.